Okay, you all good? Let's do it. Hello and welcome to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. You're listening to the B2C Lead Gen Podcast. My name is Daniel Hopewell here with Simon Delaney and this is episode 105. It's not the size of your CRM that counts. I was trying to uh, think of a way to introduce this podcast. Um, I think actually the best thing to do, Simon, is to try and ask you with a very straight face why size doesn't matter. It's like, why would you ask me? Why, <laughs> why me? What's, what are you trying well, to you're say? You're the only person here. I can't, talk, I can't ask myself. <laughs> I wish someone else was here. I could just ask <laughs> them and go, can't ask me. Um, so what we're talking about is filling your CRM with data and why size doesn't matter. And size doesn't matter because ultimately what it comes down to is how engaged someone is. So it's mm-hmm. less about the amount of data you have and more about how engaged is that data with you, either the brand or you know whoever you are, your solution, your product, whatever else. Because you can talk about the amount of prospects that you're getting, um, whatever else, but nothing like matters if all of them ignore you or you can't engage with them or you can't get any sales or your marketing doesn't stick, whatever. Yeah. So rather than like, you know, how big is how big is your database or why is your CRM so full? Really what you want to concentrate on is like, how was the data captured? Uh, how much of it is actually real or can be a customer? What value are we adding to them and how engaged are they? Yeah. Um, and this, once you sort of go through that process is like, why size doesn't really matter as much. And that counts for if you're talking about marketing qualified leads, i.e. you're buying leads to put into your CRM or email sending platform um, to then hopefully nurture into a sale. Because again, it's like, you know, how engaged are they? If you're buying 100,000 leads and getting a 3% open rate on the emails you send, it's kind of like, you know, (laughs) what's the point? Um, so that's really why size doesn't matter in terms of your CRM. So we're going to dive into this in more depth as, as, as the podcast goes on. But I think just before, just before we sort of look at this new way of doing things or however you want to phrase it, I think it's worth establishing that we're talking about this because for a while, at least, um, up until recently, there's this idea, this kind of old way of doing things where people who are buying leads, they're measuring how many leads are in there. And it's almost like a vanity metric. That's what they're chasing. How big is, how, you know, how many leads are actually in this area? And that's the issue rather than look at the impact metrics. But what I guess, what I want to sort of ask is at this point, is that still going on? Is this like a thing that still exists? Is this something that happened? Because I know we think we've talked about this for ages that people need to stop doing this, but like, what I didn't really know is that people are still doing this. They're still stuck in a hamster wheel. Um, or is it something that's like fading? I'm not sure. Yeah, people are still doing it. So the, it exists in two forms. So one is they're just buying like really low intent data, banging it into dialers or whatever. And um, mm. especially like going after sales with it. 
and hoping for the best and giving each agent, you know, 20 records an hour and you have these big shed call centers and stuff. Um, what's strange about that is that the brands that the call centers that are uh, running these operations are doing it, um, they're doing it on behalf of the brands. They kind of remove themselves from the sales process entirely. So you'll speak to a lot of brands. I speak to brands all the time and get introduced to them and say, you know, we're working with X company and Y company and they're doing the sales for us. And, you know, they have a script that people go through, whatever. And so I say, okay, cool. Like, where do they get the leads from? They go, oh, you know, they handle all of that. So yeah. depending on how the uh, commercial arrangement is set up between the brand and the call center, it potentially encourages like relatively bad behavior, right? It could be that, you know, the data gets bought by the brand, but they don't get involved in it. And, you know, people don't necessarily understand the difference between like cost and value. Uh, so ultimately with all of this, you can end up with a lot of really low intent data, not even leads, just list data going into call centers and plowing it to tens of agents sitting there um, that you know, these people leave, they have a really like high churn of employees constantly. So it happens in that perspective. Um, and I, you know, I still hear that happening all the time. It's not particularly changed, but there's another way that it's still happening, but it's less obvious. And that way is to do with not setting up the right processes to increase the quality of leads that you buy going forward. So we're yeah. talking about stuff like tracking results at a granular level, getting all the ads, all the landing pages, all the wording, the copy that is used to generate leads and understanding the full lead generation process. And whoever is doing the sales, whether it's the brand direct or a call center, whatever, then creating feedback loops back to where the leads are originated from. Um, let's say an external lead generator, it could be an internal marketing team, so that they can refine the targeting of their advertising to generate leads. So it just becomes this virtuous circle of, uh, you know, everything getting steadily better constantly. So by not doing that, the ultimate side effect is still filling your CRM with data that is not increasing in quality, potentially decreasing in quality because you're buying leads rather than buying leads that should lead to sales. Um, so what I find interesting is this whole thing that's come out with like the consumer duty around um, a lot of financial products, like they're making a massive deal about it, right? But ultimately it comes back to the thing we've been talking about on this podcast for three years which is understand exactly how the data is generated. You need to know the ad that it's generating. I mean, you need to know everything about the company that's generated it. You need to know how the ad, because the ad is affected by um, the FCA, if it's a financial product, it's affected by the ASA, no matter who you are. And suddenly this thing is like, you know, as if it's some news that's just suddenly come out in order to not even improve your lead generation. This is just like a um, more of a legal requirement. But the reality is this this is the shit that just improves your lead gen anyway. So if you want to mm. buy better leads and you want to just not fill your CRM with crap and constantly improve the quality of the leads that you buy, you just have to do this stuff anyway. 
you need to sign the ads off. You need to understand how the leads are generated. You need to understand the entire marketing process to generate that lead. And the people generating leads need to know the entire sales process. And you need to feed back the outcomes back to the lead generation company. And that is the way that you constantly improve the quality of the leads that you're buying. And you stop filling your CRM with just more and more data. Gosh, a difficult question. I don't know if you're going to be able to answer it, but I may as well ask us. Don't ask uh, me how big, why <laughs> why I'm so obsessed with size doesn't matter. <laughs> um, no, what you're talking about there is intent. We're talking about this idea of essentially buying leads with low data, with low intent, or you know, buying leads with actually a significant amount of intent. This mindset shift that you focus on different things. But the term intent, is in a way pretty abstract like there's not like a very clear empirical measure for it it's a spectrum so if i'm listening to this as a buyer of leads how do i actually like measure this like how do i measure intent is what i'm trying to work out or like are there any metrics i can use to sort of at least try and gauge it to a degree i mean ultimately the intent is gained at the point of capture for sales qualified leads and uh you know what was the ad that created it this is why you have to understand this shit what was the ad what did the ad say that created that lead you know mm. that person was on facebook or you know maybe it was a ppc keyword whatever what was it that stopped them at that moment that went like oh yeah i need that they then clicked it what did they see next what did it say what was the landing page? You know, what was the thought process of this individual to think, oh, I'm going to fill that form in or I'm going to take this action um, so that this company can contact me? And then the lead's delivered to you. You've got it. If you don't understand that entire process, you do not understand the intent of that individual. And that works in two ways. One, the intent towards your brand like, do they know you as a brand exist and they are expecting a call from you? And the intent to the vertical. So I don't know if it's uh, like gutters, uh, you're getting your gutters replaced. Is that mm. what they understand? They've come into a gutter cleaning company. So this, you know, until you know the ad and the landing page and you can sit there as a normal person or a reasonable human being and go, if I was that person, it's a bit like we were, Oliver Kenyon was saying last week, you know, he was talking about like, does this make sense? But this is to do with intent. Can I look at it and go like, yeah, I now understand that if a person fills that in, there's a high likelihood they are going to be want to hit, want to hear from me or be expecting to hear from me. So that's great for sales qualified. Then you have marketing qualified leads, which are more like you know, email nurture or some sort of nurture. They're not necessarily expecting sales at that point, but it's exactly the same. How is the data collected? What was the thought process of this person? What was the ad? What was the landing page? How did it happen? Um, and until you see that, you can never understand intent. Ultimately, and then if you, you're right, it then goes in a spectrum of, you know, intent like you know 
brand intent. They know we as a brand exist. They've just opted in to hear yeah. from us as a brand. Um, they know exactly what's going to happen next, that we're going to call them or we're going to text them or email them or something else is going to happen. And they've seen an ad or a keyword or something which has high intent um, for like, you know, I want my gutters replacing right now, please. And they've just filled that form in. There's probably a lot of intent there. Um, and then the other spectrum is something like uh you know i mean you could go as low as they still call them leads as low as co-sponsor which is mm. they filled someone else's landing page in your name's hidden in the privacy policy legally you have an opt-in to be able to contact them but they have no idea that you're going to be contacting them and uh unless you're like a household name they probably have no idea that your brand exists and they potentially have no vertical uh either awareness or need or whatever. Um, but in t if you cannot see how the data is captured and the ad that led to it, all of this is like, you know, you're missing all of it. And that's why it's so important. That's why we talk so much about intent, tracking at a granular level, feedback loops, understanding how the leads are generated. We've been literally talking about this for three years. Has it been three years? 105 episodes two and a half yeah yeah best two and a half years of my life um but it's because you you can't like you can't do all this stuff without doing what you know you can't improve the lead and you can't understand the intent unless you get all of that i think as well it's worth pointing out that sometimes it's ha it's almost like a, a mismanagement of expectations so you're buying data that has low intent and then you put it straight into like a sales funnel even though that's not going to happen so it's like it's almost like it's okay to buy data with low intent if it's cheap if you're thinking right that's going to make up a, a part of my marketing budget i'm going to nurture this to the point that it is or it's like how you handle it as well i'm trying to say um, exactly that sort of disagreement now yeah and that and that's really what the issue is is to do with intent is like how are you going to handle it so it could be you know you buy a co-reg lead for 50p and they've seen your brand and it just says you know do you want uh to hear about the latest holidays from x y and z and they just go yes or no they took yes you know you can be confident they expect you to contact them i mean you then have like the whole process of um you know what is that nurturing sequence and how much value does it really add and how quickly does it happen and whatever else uh, but yeah, you don't want to then suddenly put that into a call center because that's not what the individual is expecting. Yeah. And this is really what it's about is like someone's expectations, like I said, and what actually happens to them. And that's why low intent leads just don't convert in yeah. a sales function. So I'm going to end, bring this back around and end this by saying people listen to this podcast um let's say they're working at brands and they're currently in that position of just thinking right my job is making sure i've got a full crm it looks really impressive to the people above me uh, you know i've got loads going on um it requires like a mindset shift to get off this sort of track and go towards this new sort of way of doing it so what would you say to those people who are maybe still you know to bring it around to the title of the podcast who are still 
thinking that the CRM counts? Like, what's the take home? They go away from tomorrow. I'm going to start something new, a new attitude, new way of doing things. I think it's. Um, I think understanding the difference between the intent levels of leads is important. Mm. And then from that, you can only find that out by understanding like how they're captured, you know, knowing that process. And you, you've got to open up channels of transparency with this. I mean, because it's, if it's the brand, you know, and I'm just thinking they're using either outsourced call centers or they're buying leads internally and putting it in this there's still this thing of like, you know, the lack of transparency and it works always. Like you need to know how data is captured. Um, the ads that use that, all that stuff. And then you've got to feed back the results. That's for high intent, mid intent leads. And then for the low intent stuff, um, I mean, I just, you know, you've got to understand the reason why your conversion rates are so low on this data that you're buying is just because they're not interested. Like all you're doing is trying to find a needle in a haystack constantly. Um, and I get it can be difficult to come out of that because it's just the way that some of these sales organizations are set up. Um, but you've got to think about your brand. Like, do you want your brand associated with that? That's really what it's yeah. about. It's like, how much do you respect your prospects? Because if you do, you don't do that shit to them email them instead and then put it into a call center yeah cool well i mean i'm hoping that people listening to that have are either yeah a strong agreement with us or um we've opened some some people's uh eyes just to this new idea but we'll um i don't i don't even think it's like an agreement because it's like uh i don't i don't really know like there's no you know like there's no i can't think of an argument in the reverse other than like some yeah in fact i can't really at all it could be like a commercial argument from a call center that says we might not make as much money doing that and it's like well yeah but that's up to the brands to decide maybe they just need to be a bit more aware of what the reality is um but the uh yeah i there could be i'd love to hear it i'd love to hear what the counter argument is i suspect with bigger companies though it takes like a almost like a, a unified shift in this mentality because some people might listen to this thinking like this is all well and good I agree with you but I've got pressure from above saying you've got to make sure there's this many leads going in here it's like it, I guess the bigger the company you can't be as agile with these kind of like strategy shifts thing is if you're not if you don't respect people's personal data it works both ways right yeah, like okay. lead generators aren't gonna you know they know that you don't so it becomes like open season on whoever's going to be buying the sludge. <laughs> open season, I like that. That's a, that's a snippet right there. Maybe, isn't it? <laughs> um, cool. Well, hopefully you listened to that and you've uh, yeah, found some, some interesting ideas. And uh, yeah, feel free, to, as always, to drop any questions or comment on things. We'll uh, try and get back to you with answers on the next podcast. That was episode 105. It's not the size of your CRM that counts. Thanks for listening to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe to hear more from those at the very cutting edge of the lead gen world.